Welcome in lacrosse fans to the Utah Lacs Report. I'm Tim Haslam. In this issue, we have an interview with Colin Madsen from Intermountain Lacrosse as we talk about reopening after the state's move to yellow last week. We also share news and updates from local media, including the Herald Journal, writing about the Cache Valley Girls programs, the Park Record profiling Park City midfielder Brady Bauman, the Daily Universe writing about a couple of sisters on the BYU women's team, and Inside Lacrosse publishing an article about the geography of men's Division I lacrosse, which is pretty interesting. We also have a bunch of senior spotlights, and here's my interview with Colin Madsen. All right, fans, welcome to the show, Colin Madsen. Colin, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing, Tim? Good. Thanks uh, Thanks for joining me today. I uh, wanted to do just a kind of a brief introduction, let people know who you are. Uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the people in the state uh, who are, are in the lacrosse community, uh, we all kind of know each other, but just uh, mm-hmm. just talk about, you know, where did you play high school lacrosse? And then I, I for the fans out there, I know you played at Westminster. So kind of talk about playing uh, high school at Olympus and then, and then playing college ball for uh, Coach Goodhand. Yeah. Um, so as you mentioned, Coach Goodhand, so my ties kind of go way back to – good hand when he started lacrosse out here my older brother was really the first lacrosse one in the family and he played for mason back on like the original team utah teams and um, some of the first youth leagues here so my start was playing some like bucket ball with my brother in the yard and going to Vail to watch him play um, and then didn't really get started on a team until about seventh grade and then but as you mentioned, I played at Olympus for four years. Uh, we had a pretty solid program then. It's come a long way, though, since when I was there, um, both the youth level, which helped facilitate the growth at the high school level for sure. Um, so it was always a goal of mine to go back and coach there, which I'm doing now, and um, try and get back to that program for sure. And then I was, I'm kind of one of those guys that had the big dream to go play NCAA and get out of the state. So I did do that, um, but honestly, the best thing I ever did was um, I went to school in New York and played D2, and after a year and a half, I transferred back and played at Westminster for my final three spring seasons, and um, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. I absolutely loved it there. Um, Mainly played under Coach Brad Lavoie, who ran the offense while I was there, and then obviously Mason's been there forever, so have a pretty good relationship with Mason still as well and talk to him quite a bit and Brad as well. We, we get lunch all the time too. So kind of some good, uh, lots of lifelong friends created through lacrosse uh, everywhere you go, just like everyone. Sure. Yeah. One of the beauties of the sport for sure. What, what was one, what was one of your favorite memories from high school lacrosse? From high school lacrosse. Ooh, that's tough one. Um, can I give you like my, it sticks with me more than anything else. And it's definitely not a highlight, but um, I never won a single playoff game throughout all four years of varsity lacrosse at Olympus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> made it three out of four years and I never made it past the first round. Sure. So that okay. one sticks with me a little bit. It's not a <laughs> highlight by any means. I had no, cre- okay. Uh, individual career in the high school but not not so much in the postseason what about what about uh, your time in college any anything stand out to you there uh yeah um 2013 probably um i mean that was our best run as a team at westminster we made it to the national championship and 
MCLA D2. Um, ultimately came up a little bit short, but uh, those that trip was out in South Carolina, and um, those trips out there, the two years were just just a really good time. It was a blast, a different atmosphere and place that I had never really been out in the Carolinas at all. So it was really fun to be out there and playing lacrosse doing it. Um, that had to be one of the, the better memories for sure. Definitely. Um, you know, the MCLA tournament's a unique little little entity in and of it itself. It's, it's too bad that, uh, you know, it's obviously not here this year. But um, transition now into, into I Am Laxer, the boys program coordinator. What, what, is, what does that mean, right? For the, for the public, <laughs> everyone kind of knows who you are, but maybe not yeah. everyone knows exactly what, what all the hats you wear at I Am Lax. Yeah, so um, I started here right after I graduated from Westminster um, in 20, well, it was December of 2014, um, but really that 2015 spring was like the first real, you know, season of running the lacrosse stuff, but um, boys program coordinator is the title, and really that just anything to do with boys lacrosse. Um, kind of has funneled through me, I guess, for the last five years that I've been here on the youth and the high school level. Um, when we did merge with the goal, now it's both Marty Westcott and myself really work hand in hand on the boys side, um, mainly on the youth side of the house. For the last four years up until sanctioning of this spring, I was also kind of the league administrator for the UHSLL. So I kind of answered directly to a specific executive committee that governed just the boys high school league um, kind of under the I am Lax umbrella as far as the nonprofit status and organizational um, capacity but they were their own entity um, really and then a separate board of I am Lax specifically the executive board there kind of oversees all the boys youth and girls youth leagues and policies procedures and so forth so um, the staff kind of answers directly to the IMLAX board and up until sanctioning a huge portion of what I did though was working with that executive committee on the UHSLL, the boys high school league. So, you know, all the game scheduling, working with the officials back and forth with them and the program uh, administrators and the head coaches, you know, making sure coaches are certified, making sure officials are assigned, dealing with any of the any policy um, problems and variance requests at both levels, uh, updating schedules, tons of tons of games are always getting rescheduled, especially on the high school side um, and youth with the weather here in Utah. So a lot of communication and honestly, more than anything, it's really a kind of a customer service uh, sure. role, I would say more than anything else, you know, trying to keep all the, you know, we want to grow the sport and that starts with, you know, making sure it's a good experience for, the parents and the families more than anything in my opinion and making you know there's a number of other sports they could be out playing so making it as easy and seamless as possible for the parents who might not really care or know much about lacrosse but their kids want to play so making sure we keep them happy and engaged and that their kids are enjoying it um that i think that's a huge part of all this so communication with the families and uh, specifically through like the programs kind of trickles down from us to them to the families directly, I would say. Definitely, and and all those things that you talked about are are just in the spring, right? Because you are also doing mm -hmm. uh, fall ball, and then you also run the winter league. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, there's 
really there's a league that's operating, you know, 50 weeks out of the year, you know, um, and almost there's always almost a registration operating at any given time throughout the entire year between the youth spring and the youth fall season, um, which is the fall's gotten pretty big here as well. Um, it's just an op opportunity for kids to keep playing that want to, that aren't playing other sports in the fall, uh, which we, you know, we totally encourage everyone to get out and play other sports as well. It's not like you have to play lacrosse year round, but um, the summer is a kind of a downtime, but we run the adult uh, men's league, the master's league, which is a 35 and older. And also there's a women's summer league. Um, I don't do the women's side much, but, and then you've got ski town in the summer as well, which is in generally in June, um, a little postponed this year for obvious reasons. We have the high school summer league that picks up right where fall ball ends and runs right to the new year. And then you pick right up into spring, right, you know, right as you get back from the new year break basically. And then kind of start the process all over again. Spring goes right into the summer league and ski town. And by the sure. time that ends, you're starting up registration for fall. <laughs> just kind Definitely. of how it goes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, uh, I don't know if many people realize that there is a, a pretty healthy high school winter league. Um, mm -hmm. I, I remember playing back in that in, you know, the early 2000s when, when it yeah. was a bubble. Up, yep, uh, I remember going there. to the bubble with my brother. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, at that time there was a there was a high school summer league as well. Do, do does IMLAX not do that anymore because of the like, all the club teams and stuff like that? Is there just not enough? Um, yeah, I mean, I actually didn't even know there was ever a high school summer league, honestly. But um, uh -huh. it's something we've. Yeah, I mean, the clubs have always really worked well with us. We're unique here for sure in Utah, and the fact that I think there's a lot of mutual respect respect between all the club programs and also just like the youth kind of rec league of IMLAX. So they kind of understand spring, you know, is your high school and your kind of rec program county teams, you know. And then when summer comes, we kind of respect that that's club time, you know, and those the, those that want to continue and pursue that higher um, level of lacrosse and tournament lacrosse and traveling around the country. That's kind of the summer and early fall. And uh, so we don't really, we kind of give everyone that time in the summer to do sure. their own thing. And we just, we do our, the adult leagues then and um, the clubs kind of take it from there. Yeah. So, the, so the high school summer league um, back in the early two thousands, it was out at the Cottonwood Heights rec center. And oh, okay. Yeah, it's very much like winter league where you were assigned a team and, and there was always a barbecue after so you could grab a hot dog or a hamburger on your way out and okay. pretty fun. But but like you like yeah. you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, there's there was only one travel team, Team Utah. And so it didn't really yeah. <laughs> it didn't really It's true. That. Yeah. Even when I when I was growing up, I mean right when I was finishing school there was Team Utah and then Utah Select was around for a, a little stint right as I was, you know, ending high school career. And then when I came back and started at IM Lax, I couldn't even believe that there were, you know, clubs all over the place. And I was like, wow, sure. I mean, things have just changed so sure. drastically over the you know, four years. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned Ski Town, like you said, that's usually in June. It, uh, it has been rescheduled to August 7th and August 8th. Always a great, mm -hmm. uh, always a great tournament. Always enjoy going up to those games. Um, let's, let's transition real quick, real quick, just to sort of, you know, Utah has entered what, you know, the yellow, uh, the yellow phase of COVID-19 recovery. Um, mm -hmm. Most, 
you know, only Salt Lake City is still in orange uh, and, and West Valley and Magnet. So how does that, how does moving to yellow affect IM Lax and, and the Youth League and the IM Lax High School League? Yeah, um, so it's obviously a big positive step for us and really everyone, you know, as far as just trying to get back to some sort of normalcy um, and things opening back up a little bit, but also still trying to maintain some responsibility and make sure that we're doing everything the right way. So it's still still plenty of hurdles and whatnot that we got to think through and figure out moving forward. But our message and our objective has kind of remained the same throughout. Um, it has been a little bit of a wait and see, really, just like anything. But we've, since the start of this, we've really held out hope that we'll be able to provide some sort of lacrosse experience um, for everyone in the state moving forward and moving to yellow has really kind of shed a lot of light on being able to actually do that um, and try and provide some game formats and an actual season for both the youth and as you mentioned that high school league of the the non-sanctioned teams as well so uh, you know we we heard the news just like everyone else you know last Friday right Thursday Friday of moving to yellow um, and so since then it's just been kind of a all right, awesome. You know, let's get back at it. What do we need to figure out? How do we make this thing work and keep everyone safe and provide lacrosse back to everyone that wants to play? Um, so that's what we're working on. And there's a board meeting actually tonight to really hash out and confirm a lot of those details and policies, protocols for uh, what a season will look like, hopefully starting up pretty soon here. Yeah, and I, I imagine some of the hurdles you're looking at is, you know, probably field space, you know, does a facility want even people at their facility? I mean, I'm sure revenue-wise they would, but they also don't want to be in the news. Um, yeah. What what other hurdles are you are you looking at or, or thinking about? Um, I mean, that's, that's a big one for sure. Uh, there's been a lot more optimism as far as, like, people actually allowing reservations to happen and take place both at the individual school districts allowing for people to start reserving fields again and using them. So that's, that's huge. And some of the bigger facilities as well. Um, that said, one of the you know best facilities out there that we use a lot for lacrosse is the regional athletic complex, but they do fall within the Salt Lake city um, uh, limits. So they're still in orange for now and that's holding things up a little bit, but there's, there's still a ton of uncertainty on what's available and also you know as this pushes further and further into summer we're also now you know struggling with other sports and kind of fighting for those re those field resources with soccer and you know we can't football hopefully starting up normally in august as well so there's a lot of limitations with other sports and everyone trying to kind of do the same thing so that's tough um and probably the other thing is just you know there's a million million different perspectives on this whole situation out there so you know we, we've got to figure out what overall numbers and teams are going to look like now once we kind of put out our plan how many people really you know that um, they've got other conflicts maybe now that things are opening up there's other sports they and activities that they might um, already be signed up and look looking to pursue and lacrosse technically would have ended you know this week our normal season would have been over right now um, if all things went to plan. So that's another another thing we've got to figure out. And, um, 
see, see where we go from there. Sure. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding out who's, who's still interested, right? Um, yeah. You, know, you might, you might have seniors who are, have graduated and they love lacrosse, but maybe they're on to different chapters of their lives and, and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you'll have a, you're, uh, you, we mentioned earlier that the, the goal is to have something out this week so that plans can move forward. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as soon as we possibly can, um, you know, hope, hopefully by tomorrow, I think the latest Wednesday, there should be a lot of information coming out from IMLAX on uh, what to expect moving forward with the season for both high school and the youth stuff um, from now on um, into, you know, July-ish area. Um, sure. As I mentioned, I think uh, going much beyond that for either youth, high school, whatever, you run into a lot of things with schools starting back up, football, other sports activities. So um, it's a pretty finite window, I think, that we can operate in at this point. Sure. Okay. Well, that's all the questions I had. Anything, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I mean, I just the overall though the support for us and everything that we've been trying to accomplish with IMAX moving forward, like the support's been awesome, and um, you know we've got a really good community here in Utah with all the lacrosse folks. So just appreciate that and thank thank everyone for their continued support. Okay, that's Colin Madsen from Intermountain Lacrosse. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You too, Tim. Thanks.